get ready for the journey of a lifetime. Omega Metroid is excited to launch a new series exclusive to our Patreon channel, The Great Metroid Area Ranking. Our mission is simple. We are going to rank every single area in the Metroid series two at a time. Join us on our Patreon as we delve into all the different locales across this amazing series and get in on the action by helping dictate what areas we rank next. The Great Metroid Area Ranking is available to all Omega Metroid tier patrons. Join us on this incredible adventure and help us decide for the final time which Metroid area is the greatest of them all. OmegaMetroid.com's Patreon is the home to the Great Metroid Area Ranking, ROM Hack Reviews, The Spateri Show, and so much more. Consider signing up today and see you next mission. Everyone and welcome to Zelda Cast here on ZeldaDungeon.net. My name is Andy Spateri, joined by Allison Alifa. How we doing, Al? Doing all right. I'm just tired, but I'm excited to talk about some Zelda. I'm just uh, I got back from Seattle, a long weekend in Seattle, and I just got back from driving three and a half hours, so I'm a little, little out of it. But I'm here to talk about Zelda. So what do they call jet lag when you're driving? I don't know. Is there a word for that? I'm sure it's like definitely a feeling. Drive leg? Yeah, drive. Is that drive. is that a thing? Yeah. Definitely uh, have to get out enough to stretch your legs cuz Yeah. Well, older you get, man. Dude, you're telling me my lower back has been killing me all week and I made the mistake of telling my wife and my mother-in-law and the both of them have been sending me like a thousand videos a day. I know you're listening, Sam. I love you. Thank you for doing that, but there's too many videos, but they're, they're videos on how to improve your lower back. So, yeah. uh, so there you go. Um, okay, well, we got uh, we got a lot to get to today, and uh, I feel like there's zero time for dilly dallying here, Al. So let's just jump right into it and get to our show. Well, I, you know what? I lied. There are a few things that we need to do oh, before no. <laughs> we get to the show. Um, first of all, I wanted to uh, congratulate uh, once again. We uh, we had a winner of our Tears of the Kingdom copy giveaway. Uh, JWG1S, I had uh, JB reach out to me and uh, say that his son won, so that's amazing. Um, I did email you back asking for your address. Uh, I haven't gotten answers, so just in case my emails went into your junk folder, uh, email me back and we'll get that sent out to you and uh, make sure that, uh, you know, that you get a cool, uh, that you get a cool um, copy of Tears of the Kingdom. So there you go. Um, So that's one piece of business. The second piece of business here, Al is I think that you deserve to uh, to show off here, as it were. We, we usually have our weekly our weekly Tears of the Kingdom progress updates here. And this might, in fact, be the last week that we do this. Because, at I mean, at this point, at this point, so I'll, I, you know, I, I'll just go first. So, okay. So I have 152 shrines done. Yes. I have 120 light roots done. So I am Maximus 
Completius, I'm finished. In in that category. Yeah. I still have a lot of side quests to do. I think most of my side adventures are done. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the like the big ones. There's only oh, like the, no, like the heavier ones. Yeah. I, there's the one left that I gotta I gotta find a battle talus somewhere and take a picture of that. But uh, oh okay. Um, that's that's the only one that I have outstanding right now, and I'm still at I think I'm at the same level of battery. I'm at like eight batteries and I got 91 Koroks. Allison, take it away. Um. Although I do have a question for you, really quick. So yes, are you planning on like how much more are you planning to play? How much more are you planning to complete? Um, I will get all of the outfits because I I actually don't have hardly any outfit. I don't even have the uh, the Sheikah outfit yet because I haven't oh, wow. I haven't healed Grandma because I can't yeah. find wild beans or whatever it is that you need to uh, to do it. So I have to do that. Um, I am going to finish off the side quests, and um, I don't know that that might be it. I will tell you what I'm not going to do. The Koroks. I, I will not do the Koroks. I'm not yeah, doing it. Um, I understand. I beat the game with the amount of swords that I have with 91 Koroks, and that was fine. So okay. I'm not doing it. You, I mean, you could fill your inventory, 421 Koroks. I'm not, you know what? I'm not doing it. I, I'm just like, I'm so over hunting Korra. You know, we've talked about it. Like this game gets away with doing a lot of things that Breath of the Wild did. This is what does not get away from me. Like I'm not, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing the Koroks and Allison, I was sick. I was sick when you told me (laughs) what you told me about what you get for completing all the Koroks again. I, I don't want to say to spoil it for anybody, and I don't, I mean, I don't even want to say how I felt, because I feel like that gives it away, if that whole sentence didn't just give it away. I, I had to sit down, I was so sick and disgusted. <laughs> um, yes, I completed all, it's 900 Koroks again, but you get a thousand seeds because of the two furs. Um, and I, I was saying on my Twitter that for a second I was really scared because I marked off all the Koroks on the map, but I was missing two. And I was like, oh, my God, I have to go look back through 900 effing Koroks <laughs> to figure out what I'm missing. Thank God I just mismarked one way back at the beginning of my Korok hunting journey. So I was able to find it right away. And I did the 152 shrines. I wish they did 160 because then you could have full stamina and full hearts. Mm-hmm. Um, I did all the 120 uh, light roots, so that's cool. It's cool to know that there's 120 shrines on the surface, and then the rest are in the sky. So it's like you got the same amount of shrines. There's just additional in the sky. So that was kind of cool to know. Um, and and then yeah, I beat the game last Monday. I still plan on doing like a lot more, like you are doing too, with the armor and the side quest. But I apparently love to suffer. So yeah, well, there there is no one better. At Tears of the Kingdom than you. And I, I'm, I'm being I legit. I doubt that, but thank you so much. <laughs> the Every Korok, every shrine, every battery, every oh, light yeah, route. Oh, yeah, I completely filled my batteries, too, yeah. How many batteries, by the way, do, can you have? 16. Okay. 16. That is incredible. Absolutely incredible. So my hat is figuratively off to you. I'm not taking my hat off right now because I got headphones <laughs> on. But, but uh, man... What an achievement from you, Al. Good job, buddy. And then I'll never do it again. <laughs> never, never. I'm never, telling you, I. Uh, you know, at least you got something cool for finishing the light roots. I think it was just what is it like a? 
it's just a, a metal or something like that, right? No, I'm sorry, well, spoilers, but yeah, spoilers here. It's like it's like this cool, like glowing seed, which makes me think it's like it would grow to be one of those light roots, you know? That's kind of cool, and that is not it's what you get for the Korox. Yeah, yeah it, I mean, of course, the Korok one is commemorative too, but it's not a nice commemorative gift. <laughs> I I was completely distressed when you told me that reward, and I. I don't even want to spend time thinking about it on this podcast because I'm I'm getting riled up here. So let's just move on. <laughs> but I will say I'm not doing the Koroks. I'm not doing it. Okay. I don't care what you say, Hestu. I'm not much. doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Sick of his dancing. Okay. So uh, so I I as well. I beat the game last night actually in preparation for today's episode, which is we're going to be discussing all of the bosses in Tears of the Kingdom. And um, we're, we're not going to rank them. This is going to be a, an episode similar to the dungeon episode that we did last week, where a, a time will come once it's settled a little bit more to to rank and, and properly analyze everything. But right now, we're just going to hear anything like that. Oh, I'm, and I'm, sh- I'm sure it's I'm sure that's coming, too. And I bet you, by the way, that the uh, there's some more shrines that you'll be able to max out your hearts with. Thank God. <sighs> so we're going to we're going to just yeah, we're just going to talk about. The, the bosses in general today, what we liked about them, what we did not like about them, and uh, and kind of go from there. And we've got a lot of bosses to get into. Uh, by my count, we have, we have what, uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 bosses. So there's, there's a lot of meat on this bone. But I would think that this goes without saying, but I'm going to say it, in that uh, there is going to be spoilers... Lots of spoilers, particularly, obviously, for the last boss fight of the game, which, you know, uh, I don't think I'm spoiling anything by saying it's Ganondorf, but we are going to be talking about that fight in particular, Um, so just be warned, if you, again, as we say every week, if you're not caught up to, uh, to what we're talking about yet, that's okay, come back when you are, put these episodes in the bank, and, uh, and come hang out with us when you're ready, and, and hear what we thought about all of these different bosses. But um, that being said, we have 12 bosses to get into here, Al, so we have a lot of ground to cover. Let's, uh, let's, let's get to it. I'm ready. Let's do it. Okay. Um, well, we... Uh, and, and by the way, I guess the, the last kind of disclaimer on this list is that we, we threw in enemies that are essentially bosses but you can find them on the overworld and you'll fight them a couple different times um and we we kind of tried to pick the strongest or toughest versions of these um bosses or or creatures that you find on the overworld so for example we're gonna be talking about like king gliok or we're gonna be talking about um the obsidian frocks for example so Mm -hmm. just uh just to throw that out there as well um okay Let's get started and let's talk about Colgara. And Al, you had some very glowing things to say about this boss in the past. Let's get it kicked off. You take it away. What did you think? I love Colgara. I so it's kind of cool that we got to see Colgara in the in the trailer because we were like, what is this thing? Is this a boss? Is this like a are we going back to more traditional dungeons of bosses? And I would say we definitely went back to I wouldn't say like 100% traditional bosses, but, like, we went back to, like, awesome epic boss battles versus yeah. the Blight, you know, if you're comparing them to Breath of the Wild. So, it really, like, was a great, uh, like, a good 
I don't want to say starting point because I almost wish I did it later because it was so epic. But like it was such a good start off for me in the boss, the remainder of the bosses in the game. Um, it's in the sky. The music is just like bumping around you and it's incredible. It's epic. You feel like all the Rito are singing for your glory and it's just in there's ice shards and snow and wind everywhere and you got your bed your best friend too and helping you and <laughs> it, it's like it's just so epic and it's this giant bug thing with these rings on his body and i just love diving straight down with that epic music straight into that ice and breaking it and he goes nuts it's so cool so you you dive bombed through the ice yeah you could dive bomb th- straight through it it's I, so I never, epic i never did that but i should have I, should, well, what I did I, every time I I stopped and I just fired off a couple arrows when I was uh, when I was close to him, which even that mm-hmm. is like super fun because you can still dive bomb and like you go into the like bullet time like and just slow-mo, like yeah, yeah, which which is fun. I agree. I think this boss is great. It's mm-hmm. like I I think like it's just a lot of fun being able to like fly in this game, mm-hmm. right? And like this type of boss, like there's always wind around this boss. Like you can always get back up. It, it feels frantic, and as we're going to talk about, as you know, as we've been talking about the last couple weeks, I, I I like myself like a frantic boss encounter with like lots of mm-hmm. stuff going on and, and feeling like it's like an actual battle. Um, and this this feels like that to me. I, I love that, uh, you know, I love that uh, when when you finally feel like you've got him kind of right where you want him, he'll do that attack where he gets down on the bottom and like rises straight up. And comes mm-hmm. to grab you, and it's cool because it looks cool. First of all, you can see his big right. gnarly mouth, and then like I, I don't know, it's just like really, it's nice to use like Tulan's ability and not like in yeah a, to get you out of the way. Yeah, but it's not like you're over reliant on it in in a sense right. either, um, which I kind of feel like you are a little bit in some other boss battles mm-hmm. that we'll get to. But um, yeah, I, I feel like this one is just like uh, a lot of a lot of fun, and like it's it's. I mean, I can't really think of a better word for that. It's just, like, fun going up and down and, and shooting and dive-bombing through these rings and uh, doing bullet time and the constant wind. And I will say, too, that of all of the bosses, I think that this one holds up the best in the depths. Yeah, because, I mean, it's pretty... It it does... I would say it does get repetitive, and, like, when you do it in the depths, you're kind of just doing the same thing over and over again, and... To me, sometimes that can be, like, a hindrance. But in this case, I just feel like the act of, you know, kind of, like, free-falling through all his eye shards that he's shooting up at you and you're, like, dodging out of the way, slowly getting ready, and then dive-bombing into his rings is so much fun that I'm okay with doing that over and over and over again. Yeah. And then and then it just holds up in the depths because you just – it's the same fight, which I think you mentioned last week. Other fights are not the same exact fight. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I, I think like I know we said we're not ranking bosses, but if if we were, I agree this one would be actually pretty high up on my list. I just think it's a lot mm-hmm. of fun. Yeah. Is it? Would it be like literally number one for you? Because you said it was your favorite boss in the game before you beat the game. That's true. Yes. Um, that answer has changed, but it's probably number two. Okay, that's still uh, you know pretty high. not a bad place <laughs> to be, especially yeah. for the first boss that you're gonna fight in the game or a lot of people would uh, mm-hmm. would have probably fought this boss first um so yeah cool gara cool guy cool guy um let's talk about marbled goma we talked about him a bit when we um when we did the goron portion uh the regional phenomenon and um this is one boss that i think really was great in the fire temple and and has a tough time 
outside of the fire temple, like when you refight mm-hmm. him in the depths. Um, because I think that without that, like that kind of um, rounded, like cylinder room, almost that you were, in, or not cylinder, but like sphere, a dome. yeah, like yeah. a dome. Um, there's a shape that I'm trying to think of, and I can't quite <laughs> uh, put my finger on it. But, anyways, that without that room, I, I think that marbled goma isn't as fun, particularly like the second half, because like. When you fight Marbled Goma, like, I thought the first half was was awesome. And I thought the whole Fire Temple was awesome, as we've talked about. And um, when you fight him in the in the first half, it's it's pretty fun. You're using, you're using Yonobo, like, maybe a little bit too much. I guess you don't have to, but, like, it's it's easy just to, like, you, you take out his legs really quick, you jump up. It's almost like fighting a Talus, in a, in a mm-hmm. way, almost. Yep. And, um... The, the part that really I thought was great was the second part where he gets on the ceiling and then you got to shoot Yonobo and he's kind of like doing uh he's going on the roof and, and you got to like shoot him that way. And I, I was like, man, this is a blast. It feels like I'm just like firing off these like cool little shots or whatever. And and I think that the fight is really fun in that room, but like it's it's not what I would it doesn't hold up in the depths, unfortunately, which is now yeah. like where most of the time I fought him. So Yes. Still still pretty fun in the depths, but like the first half and second half really aren't that much different. Mm-hmm. I think once I fought Marbled Goma, I think about the third time, I was kind of like, okay, I'm over this. Like like I said, I could keep back going back to doing Kulgara over and over, even though it's the same thing. It's just a, such an epic thing that I'm doing that I'm like, yes, this is so awesome. But when you kind of just have to use Yonobo to break out um, Goma's legs and then hop up and mash at her eye just like you would fight a talus i'm like well i've already fought like 50 taluses at this point so it 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 doesn't it's not as fun in the depths as it is initially in the dungeon and so i i kind of feel like that's one of the cases where when you have to fight these bosses again it kind of takes away from the initial like gravity of fighting them and defeating them in a dungeon yeah i i don't disagree with that Mm -hmm. it would like i like that you can refight them but yes. it, it does it does take away their specialness, which mm-hmm. I I kind of feel like is a is a problem of these open world Zelda games just in general. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Well. Yeah. Definitely so, get into this like when we talk about story is like yes, open world Zelda is great. Going wherever you want is great, but there is unfortunately I feel like there's some consequences to it. There's a trade off for sure. Yeah. Um, but but I think like in in a you know, in a vacuum, I think this is a really fun boss fight. The first time that you fight him, obviously, especially. Um, and I and I think that, like, I think that's really all that I needed to be. Is like, okay, this was fun in the moment, in the dungeon, mm-hmm. where it was meant to be. Um, so so I'm okay with it. And I kind of just like the, I don't know, there, I find it, I find that there's something charming about, uh, like, this, this guy that's the cause of, like, this... This horrible food that turns you into like this Goron zombie. So I I, I find that whole quest like just kind of charming and how mm-hmm. like like are these guys eating little bits of goma? Like are, like is the marble like oh, little bit coming off point. of them? Yeah, that's a good point. I Maybe don't know. I don't know. That's uh, interesting. It is a little bit interesting. So I I would say the marbled goma is like maybe middle of the pack for me. I you know I could even say maybe like a little bit higher up. Um, if I were to. To really think about it, I didn't really think about it to be honest, but uh, yeah, I, I think that this is a fun fight in the in the proper context. Maybe yes, not so much outside sense. of that context. That makes sense. Like if we were to rate the bosses as just dungeon bosses, it would probably be a higher up. 
Yeah. Um, but if you were to rank them like overall as a whole, because you can get to them in the depths, um, I feel like that kind of takes it down a bit. Also, um, I'm trying to remember the music to Armagoma, and I feel like when I try to think of a lot of the boss's music, except for the final one, the only one that I feel has real like personality besides just some like epic kind of like oh I'm doing a big battle noise is the Colgara fight. There's some that are like a little bit more, but like Colgara fight has a lot of personality to it. I, feel. I, I, I agree with that. I do. I think you're shortchanging one guy that we're going to talk okay. about here in a little bit. Okay, yeah, I'm sure. Um, but I will add too with that music part that with the bosses, not with like the sub bosses, we'll talk about. Yeah. Their music has a bits of the like dis, the like disjointed corpse Ganondorf music in it, and I think that's really cool. I, this is a sidebar, and we're going to do an episode on the music of Tears of the Kingdom, and I can't yes. wait. And mm-hmm. and my buddy. Uh, actually, uh, your buddy Duminal Crossing over on the Omega Metroid podcast was was like, dude, I got to get in on this because he's been he's been playing Tears of the Kingdom almost as much as we have, uh-huh. um, and he's a music major, so like that's literally okay. like he has he is like a PhD in or he's getting a PhD it. in music. So yeah. yeah, we he he'll bust out all the science terms when talking about music. Um, I'm so excited, for but that. man. When I was doing the uh, the final dungeon and like the the creep, I just I love that theme that like that weird cutting like it's yeah. th- like the dissonance is very it's very unsettling like i i think it's the best theme in the game actually it it's one of my favorites too and when we get to that final fight i'll point out something i noticed with it um that's i think is really cool okay um yeah so let's uh let's move and, and you know actually one last thing that i'll say about marbled goma and i don't know if this uh helps or hinders or anything like that but for whatever reason i feel like i have fought this guy like 8 times in the depths and uh, I fought, I fought him way more than anyone else in the depths. Mm-hmm. Um, so I maybe it's just happen chance, but uh, yeah. Maybe that... I mean I feel like I've only come across the other two. I've come across Colgara a lot and Marble Goma more, and the other two like once each. Uh, I yeah exactly. I I found a couple Colgaras. Um, I found one Queen Gibdo, and it took me forever, but I finally did find a Mukturok, which is our next mm-hmm. boss, so let's just segue over to that. I think this boss is rough. Yeah. It is. It's it's a bad fight, I think. Um, the first half is okay. Like, the first half is okay. I actually, like, don't mind the first like the the first half in the gimmick of it is is well enough where like you gotta at least you're making use of Sidon's power right like you gotta shoot him with uh, either a water arrow or Sidon's power and you got he's leaving a trail of of muck everywhere he goes and you gotta hit him and once you hit him with the water he's off and you can uh you know you can do your thing the second half this is heinous heinous so the second half, it's the same thing, but then like it, you're you're gonna be standing in muck, like for sure, for sure, and so you can barely move. And then you gotta hit him with an arrow because he's jumping and hopping around everywhere. And like I guess you can use like your homing arrows or whatever, that's fine. But like I I didn't really have a lot of them and I didn't want to use them, so I was like, oh my god, like just stay still so I can hit you. And and he's. And you could hit him for like one or two hits when you, when you he initially is hit by the water, and then after that he's just bouncing around like a trampoline, and it's like stay still. And maybe some people out there uh, are are just like spiteri, like just you know you got to get good. But 
I, I was just like, this is like just not, I felt like it just wasn't that fun or like that interesting. And it wasn't like, it, it was more annoying. Like sometimes a challenging boss is like, okay, great. Like I, this is great. Like I, I like to be pushed and I like to be, think outside the box. And this one, I was just like, let's just get this over with and, and come on. And I don't think that it helps that, I you know, as we talked about last week, the setting of the Water Temple is weird. The boss itself seems like it doesn't quite fit for whatever reason. Everything about the Water Temple just seems off to me. Mm-hmm. Just like a little bit off. And then in the depths, it, it also seems out of place. So I, I yeah. don't know. It's just like a... It's a boss that's not that fun. It's a little bit frustrating. It doesn't fit, and I typically just like don't really want to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, I didn't feel challenged by it at all because I did have a ton of water arrows, and I used like I attached an opal to a weapon, and then you could just use that as side on the fight. You don't even have to use side on in this fight, which is just sad. Um, and so I was able to like easily dispel the sludge, you know, and get get to him and then the fact that he's like you know he turns into the guy org fish shark thing and he goes kind of like underground but comes back up you could just hit him with a water arrow he dissolves back into his octorok form and you go whale on him and then you get to phase two and he spouts out more muck and you can get rid of it really easily with water weapons and you know chase him around until he's dead it just didn't i didn't feel challenged i just felt like this is one of those things where it's more of a chore to me, and whenever I do That's my boss it, yeah. rush, yeah, whenever I do my boss rush in this game, I'm not gonna look forward to fighting Mukturok. It's just not, it's just not as like epic and cool and fun and yeah. imposing boss that I was looking forward to as compared to Colgara and or, uh, I want to keep saying Armor Goma, but Marbled Goma. Um, yeah, one other thing too that uh, our buddy Batrobe just pointed out to us as well, which I forgot is that you don't get anything for beating Mukturok in the depths. Oh, yeah. You just yeah. get a bunch of Octorok parts, which yeah, is like, okay. I don't know, maybe that, the maybe if there was... The leg is pretty cool. Yeah. Or like the Gibdo <laughs> wing or the, mar- like, my highest weapon right now is like a, a 90-something marbled Goma hammer. Like, like the, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. this one, you get like some Octorok balloons, and it's like, okay, great. I have like a thousand Zonai balloons in my inventory. What Like, what do I need these for? Maybe mm-hmm. you do need them for something. I don't know, but like, I I, I was not ever. I was not impressed. With Although, that. here's a fun tip: if you don't have rockets and you don't want to set up a a pine cone fire, you can attach the balloons to your the octorock balloons to your shield and kind of get like a very slow drift up to help you get up some places. <sighs> I, I mean, I guess, but I was I was not impressed because I didn't want to do this fight again, and. Yeah. And I think that was a good way to put it, is it's a chore. Like, I had mm-hmm. water weapons, and I was like, I could switch this out or whatever, but, like, uh, I, I just don't, I don't feel like switching my weapons, because I was so, like, you know, you get to the depths, and you're like, I'm so powerful, it feels like I should just be able to smack you a couple times, mm-hmm. and, like, you're done. Um, so, yeah, it, not not my favorite fight, unfortunately, which is Same too bad. here. It ranked pretty low for me. If we were, I, I think it would be last, to be honest. I can't think yeah. of anything else that would be lower than this, um, which is too bad. Uh, Queen Gibdo. I thought this fight was pretty fun, as we talked about last week a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of lots of energy going on when you fight the Queen Gibdo. I think like the first half is is pretty good in and of itself, like because the mm-hmm. Queen Gibdo is kind of like a you know like an erratic enemy, let's just say. Yes. But um, in the second half, when you got all like the regular Gibdos 
popping out of those things. The sacks, <laughs> or whatever the hell they are. Uh, that's a pretty fun fight. Like, tons of stuff going on. Riju feels essential. Uh, you kind of have, like, you know, once, once you do it later in the depths, I think it actually holds up pretty decently well because the setting is different, but you still got the four um, yes, Gibdo yeah. nests, so you can replicate that feeling. And, um, yeah, I, I thought that this was, like, I thought it was pretty fun. It's, like, simple, I think, but not necessarily bad. I think that, like, everything going on kind of makes up for it for me. And and I keep on wanting to call it the Spirit Temple. It's the Lightning Temple. Um, yeah. <laughs> the Lightning Temple setting definitely is, is very cool. Yes. Um, I do like the Queen Gibdo fight. It's definitely not my favorite. I, I think it's a challenge for sure. Like, when you have all these Gibdos coming after you and you know you have to, like, break those nests so they don't keep coming after you. I do stress out because I'm using all my elemental, like, fruit. So it stresses me out because I'm like, I'm going to run out of fruit. But, um, Dude, but I, I keep on stressing I... out that I'm going to run out of arrows. Everyone keeps talking about <laughs> how many arrows they have in this game. I feel like I never have arrows. <laughs> um, but, like, so it's it's fine, and I, I think it's really fun and challenging. It's just not my favorite because I think, like you said, it is a little simple. Like, the once you do kind of clear the nest... Um, the boss herself is you just kind of hit her with an elemental arrow and then go whale on her. So, like, I feel like the the circumstance, the atmosphere, and everything that's going on make it a lot of fun, but the boss herself is pretty simple and not mm. as exciting as some of the others. I, I think I would agree with that. Um, and I really don't have much else to say on this boss. It's kind of a, you know, simple but but fun boss, so we can, we can just move on. Mm-hmm. Um... Let's talk about the seized construct really quick, and then we'll talk about some bosses that we haven't talked about at all, uh, okay. which I'm looking forward to. But I like this one. It's again, it's pretty <laughs> easy. But there's just yeah. something about like the the rock'em sock'em, you know, <laughs> boop bop kind of boss fight in a boxing ring in the spirit temple. That's just like, mm-hmm. all right, this this rocks. Um, yeah. So you know, no one's ever gonna no one's ever gonna say that it's like a classic Zelda boss fight by any means. But I think mm-hmm. for what it is. And where it is in the game, and what you've already fought, it's just like a kind of a a nice change, a nice breath of fresh air, as it were. So I I like this guy. I do. Okay. I was really like I said last week. I was li- a, a tiny bit turned off by it because it gave me blight and like uh corrupted guardian vibes. Because I was like, oh my god, here comes Ganon again, corrupting something that we used to use as a weapon against him to now attack us. So I was kind of like. Uh, I don't really care for that, but, you know, once I started fighting him, it is fun, even though, again, it's really simple. It is kind of fun to get, hop into my construct and, like, slowly trudge up and just punch this guy towards the fence and get him all electrocuted. And, like, it's fun. Like, it is kind of, like, a fun, different idea than what the heck you were fighting earlier, which I love more, what we were fighting earlier, but it's, it like you said, it is kind of different, kind of takes you out of it, and it's it's fun. It's not my favorite by any means, but... It's a good time. No, I, I mean, like, you know, it's it, it's not going to rank towards the top of the bosses, even in this game. And like I said, no, nobody's going to confuse it with, like, a Kaloktos or a Monk Maz Kashia. But, like, right. it, it's pretty fun for, for, like, what it is. And I think mm-hmm. that it's just, like, a nice... Like, not every single boss can be this, like, incredible, epic, it, like, takedown, you know? I wish it could be, but I, I get you. <laughs> well, that that's why a lot of... This is a complete side tangent. And I am going to defend something in Twilight Princess right now. But that's why a okay. lot of people dump on Armagoma. Because it's just I love like, Armagoma. I, I do too. And it's like, 
everyone's just like, well, it's a stupid, simple boss. It's super easy and, and whatever. And it's like, like, come on. Like, you're in between Stall Lord and you're in between uh, the dragon from City in the Sky. Those are, like, two pretty cinematic, intense uh, bosses. And, like, I feel mm. like a little cooldown boss like that goes a long way. I'm talking out of I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth a little bit here though because I was about to say you could also say that about Jalhalla who I hate. So <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Um, let's talk about some of these bosses that so we, so we talked about some of these bosses last week when we did the dungeon ranking, but we've never talked about the rest of them, and I'm excited to do so now. And um, I have to admit to you, I loved this next boss, and that is the Phantom Ganon Swarm in Hyrule okay. Castle. And they're all easy. Like, they're easy. It's just like, this was so... I, I think the setting really sells it for me. Because it's like, it just... It felt like, again, like a classic, like, battle. Like, this felt like a Lord of the Rings battle to me. Where it's like, you and your and your mates, you're all going head-to-head versus this, like, never-ending swarm of these phantom Ganons that are coming at you from every direction. You found out the truth about Zelda. There's gloom swords and gloom spears and gloom bows all over the place. There's bodies dropping. There's, like, there's carnage everywhere. There's, like, there's all this stuff going on. And, like, you're you're frantically, like, you got your shield up to the guy on the left. You're swinging to the guy on the right. And it's just, like, this is awesome. Like, and again, it's not a traditional boss battle in the sense of the word. But, like, I think just, like, the chaos and the the energy and and everything like that, I I thought it was like really great and and I was like this is uh, something different and it's just like I, I don't know it, it felt like there was just like uh, a pulse to it that as mm-hmm. we we're gonna talk about later I felt was actually lacking in some other boss fights and obviously so I said at the beginning like you could tell about me that I I kind of like a lot of like stuff going on in my boss fights to make it feel like a, a battle and, and i think this is probably the best example of that because i i was having a blast in my like uh, it was like pump fist bumping as i as i beat some and like i was i was just having a great time doing this i don't know about you what did you think um i would say that um i thought it was fine i my issue is that you fight Phantom Ganon a lot in the um, overworld, and I kind of wish they had saved him until after this fight, maybe, so that you're coming across him and it's just like, oh, crap, I gotta fight this guy again. He yeah. almost, like, killed me at Hyrule Castle. I think that would have been, like, a better kind of turn of events. So it kind of, when I got there and it when it turns out to be fans of Ganon, you're kind of like, oh, I, I felt like it was a little bit of a letdown because it's like, I've already faced this guy. It's not like, you know. Yeah. Oh crap! I'm about to fight Phantom Ganon. However, comma, I will say that I felt I felt new appreciation for it after my final fight. So after you know, and as we'll talk about it with Ganondorf, I feel like this fight prepares you really well. Yeah, for yeah, Ganondorf. It does. So um, I I do like it a lot better now that I've finished the game. I I agree actually with what you're saying, and I and I do wish we kind of talked about this last week a little bit, but like. I, I do wish that there was a way, and I think it would have been simple, actually, to have it where, like, you, you have to do this quest, and then only after you're done, and after you've completed this boss fight, then Phantom Ganon starts spawning on the overworld. I feel like that would have been a good solution. They do that with the Yiga. Why can't they do that with yeah. Phantom Ganon? And, and, and like, um, I, I, can, I can hear some people saying, well, like, well, then what would you do in the Great Deku Tree depths? And I guess my answer is either A have a different enemy or or b that quest is not available until after you do this 
mm-hmm. um, which which again kind of goes back into that the downfalls of the way that Nintendo was implementing this open world game where they're just like, nope, you can do anything whenever you want, which I, I feel like doesn't need to be the case. Like, I, I do think that there's some stuff that you can, like, you can have players, and you can not allow players to do until other things have been done. And I yeah. think that that could have been one of them. But I will say, mm-hmm. as, as a slight defense, as a slight defense, because I had uh, I had fought at least two or three Phantom Ganons um, on the overworld at this point. And as someone that's not very good at flurry rushes, okay? I My timing is, is horrible. Um, so as someone that's not very good at that, I felt like each of them was like a pretty pretty intense battle. So I was like, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. So to see like 12 of them, I was just like, oh my God. Oh my <laughs> God, this is, I'm going to get my ass kicked. Yeah. And, uh... And, and so, in, in a way, I, I kind of did a, a little bit in that fight, but it, it did add at least a little bit of like, oh my god, how am I going to overcome this? Um, mm-hmm. But I, I do, I do agree with you. Yeah, that that's my only downfall to it because like the fight itself is fun; it prepares you well for the future. Yeah, it, and I think, like you said, it could have been really easy. They when we talk about Master Koga, they easily didn't send Yiga after us until you do a certain part of the Yiga you know, side quest. And they told, and they did that in Breath of the Wild too. Once you started beating the, the Divine Beast, more Yiga came after you. Mm. And I really wish, I feel like they could have easily have done that. And it would have like, I don't know, it just would have, I do appreciate when you do reach the gloom hands for the first time and they're like, you're like, oh, F, what the heck is this scary nightmare fuel? And then out comes Phantom Ganon. You're like, oh my God, it's Phantom Ganon. And it's such a cool reveal. But I, I think having that before the boss fight kind of ruins it phantom ganon by the way looks awesome yeah just just throwing that out there um okay well let's uh let's move on and i again i just want to i mean we kind of been spoiling stuff here already and i did give a spoiler warning at the beginning but i do want to give a spoiler warning for this next boss that we're going to talk about so there it is okay spoilers let's talk about master koga the kogster is back I, okay, I thought that Master Koga was, like, a million times better in Tears of the Kingdom than he was in Breath of the Wild. Would you agree with that? Yes. After, I will say that, like, with the first time you face him, I was like, this is kind of not as good as when I faced him in Breath of the Wild. But it continues. Like, it builds. So, I thought it got better. I, I'm not talking about the boss battle specifically. I, I just mean, like, in general. I thought he was, like, oh, way better. Oh, I thought better. he was the same. I thought he was the same goofy guy, and I love him. I think he's so funny. I, I think that's it, though. Because in Breath of the Wild, I was like, oh, my God, this menacing leader of this nefarious <laughs> Yiga clan, like, Master Ko. And then you see him, and he's, like, a total goof. And you're just like, this is... This is Master Koga? So I think with, like, the benefit of six years, I, I kind of knew what to expect a little bit. Yeah. Okay, um, fair enough. And, 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 and I do think that it's funny that, remember in Age of Calamity, how they tried to give him, like, a little bit of a, a face turn by having him be, like, kind of a good father figure looking out for Suga? Yeah. That just wasn't, that, not here. Not here at all. <laughs> not here at He's all. He's just a bad guy. But I, I love it. I did love, I, first of all, I was like, Okay, great. That makes a lot of sense that he's in the depths because he fell into the yes. depths. The continuity of yes. Master Koga makes more sense than half the stuff in this game. 100%. From Breath of the Wild to Tears of the... It's like makes the most sense. I love it. So, it, it, so I was like, 
it's the small things. But okay, <laughs> great. I love it. And so you get to fight you get to fight Koga four times, and we're kind of lumping yeah. most of them together. And and the fights themselves are all simple and probably not probably not as good as like the the one in Breath of the Wild because I think that fight was actually pretty strong. Mm-hmm. But like I, I there's there was something about him that was just charming to me in a way that was different. And I think it's because like first of all, when you find Master Koga, it feels like a huge accomplishment because you're mm-hmm. just like in the in the depths. It's dark. You've got these weird abandoned mines. You get like the the mine itself, like or the refiner, is a reward. But I think, like, the fights are just, like, pretty fun, like, for what they are. It's, like, yeah. an extension of finding the Yiga Clan hideouts in the depths. So, like, the the three different fights, you've got one where he's in, like, this car tank thing, which is which is pretty fun. And then he upgrades to a plane. And then he upgrades to a boat. And I think all <laughs> of them, are, they're pretty much the same kind of fight. But I think yeah. all of them were, like, fun enough where mm-hmm. it was just, like... I don't know. It, it just, it, it was, again, it was simple, but it was, uh, I, I had a blast charming. fighting them. Yeah. Charming. Yeah. And in like, he's obviously the comedic relief of this game that has, it has a bit of a serious tone sometimes. So I just, <laughs> I just love what he has this goal that I'm pretty sure if he actually met Ganondorf in real life, like if he actually accomplished his goal, like yeah. here, King Ganondorf, I brought you this thing, this weapon and Ganondorf like, the f are you like who, who is this guy yeah. <laughs> like, i feel like that would crush his poor little heart but like he's so funny and just goofy and he's trying to figure out what's going on with the, the zonai stuff and the yiga have putting together the 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 zonai stuff like they got it down they got it figured out yeah you know and you get a lot of your recipes from them so i think that's even more hilarious that they're down there messing with that stuff and it's just he's such a funny guy and then every time you you face him he's like I lost because uh, it was dark <laughs> down here and I couldn't see you, so I slipped. It's yeah, great stuff. So funny, I love him. He's he's the type of heel that like can lose, but then like has instant credibility because he's just like such a slime ball about how he loses. Like you didn't actually beat me. I there was no light down here, so like I I thought it was great. And um, then he flies off. Yeah. The distance. Yeah, he, he he was he was fantastic. And like, ah, I don't want this stupid mine anyways. It probably isn't worth anything. Like, <laughs> good stuff. And then the final fight is it's more or less like a uh, it, like it's more or less like a redo of the um, of the what's the word the seize construct. Seize There's construct a, there we go. Yeah, yeah sorry. Um, so it's basically like seize construct kind of two point But I think that the that. The setting of that fight, I actually think fits Koga much better than it does, like, the Spirit Temple. Yes. Yeah. No, I agree so I, I thought this one was even more fun, which yes. is just, like... And this one, I wasn't... You weren't on top of uh, Minoru. Or at least I wasn't. I was just Oh, I brought her out. I brought him. her out and got on top of Minoru. I didn't have anything on, on Minoru's uh, hands. She was kind of, like, yeah, floppy jalopy. <laughs> well, I, I, I kind of did that, and I was like, ah, oh, whatever. I'm just gonna... I'm gonna hit this guy with my Master Sword. I don't need Minoru. <laughs> I don't need Minoru to beat you, Koga. <laughs> and and I didn't, and I I laid the smack down. But it there's just something rewarding about like just beating the hell out of this guy, you know that that can't be quantified. That's what you get when you fight a character versus like a monster, you know. Yeah, I agree because there's so much personality to him, yeah. and you know there's a lot there's a few points. Link can be so so deadpan sometimes because he doesn't have a lot of emotions. 
unless there's like a specific cutscene happening. But there's like a couple times where Koga is just doing his Koganess, and Link's deadpan face like says it all. Like, is this guy <laughs> serious? Like, it's just so like Link is so over his nonsense, but he'll still follow him through the depths to like you know to the ends of the earth to get be done with Koga, and it's just. And of course, the way he ends is even more funny than the way he did in Breath of the Wild. So it's just, it's great. I love the whole quest line. It's it's good stuff. I and I, but I will say, I will say. So after you beat Seized Construct Koga, it kind of like he says like, does he not say something like I'm I'm going to where the Demon King is? Yeah. Um. I think that was how the game kind of like directed you to find the Demon King was. Dosha says, hey, why don't you follow Koga, see what he's up to, and Koga's the one who tells you, I mean, it's obvious that Gandorf is underneath the castle, but Koga's yeah. the one who tells you that. Yeah, but like, yeah, it was obvious. Anyway, my, I bring that up, because I was like, maybe I'll get one more round with Koga before, you know, before Big Daddy Ganon down there, mm-hmm. which you didn't, which is too bad, but mm-hmm. uh, I would be... I hope this isn't the last that we've seen of him. If he shows up in like the DLC or oh, I'm something, sure. that you know, I I have to admit, I couldn't stand Koga in uh, in Breath of the Wild. Just, and I think it's because like he wasn't the character that I wanted him to be. I I thought Koga was gonna be kind of like Zant almost, mm-hmm. and and he wasn't that. And and I think it it took me a while to kind of appreciate Koga for who he actually is, and not who I wanted him to be. You know what I mean? And yeah. I and I think this game I was like, okay, this this is pretty fun. This is pretty charming. Mm-hmm. And I would say like not just Koga, but the whole Yiga clan, they're all goofy. Like the whole the whole clan is goofy and culty to be pri- quite frank. But like they greatly improved in this game too. Like when we get to side quests, probably one of my favorite ones will be like a lot of the Yiga clan stuff. Yeah. <laughs> actually pretty comical like what you can do that was the last one that i did actually the last shrine that i got was the one where you mm-hmm. need to have the full year oh, yeah. get up yeah yeah um so yeah that's uh pretty fun like again i wouldn't say any of these are like really exceptional boss mm-hmm. encounters but like the they have so much personality uh, the, yeah the the other stuff around them makes up for uh mm-hmm. the lack of of uh finesse i guess if you want to say so yeah Let's uh, let's move on and let's talk about some some new overworld monsters here that this game introduced and uh, and and just kind of give our thoughts on them and maybe let's start with the obsidian frocks and I and I picked obsidian because I I think this is the the toughest version of it right yeah I would say so too there's the regular there's like the white blue and then I would say obsidian is the quote unquote, I, I think so yeah like the black hinox of the bunch I remember being in the depths. And, um, you know, I'm doing my thing and I'm like, is that a Hinox over there? Can't really see, <laughs> throw a blade, mm-hmm. uh, throw a seed. And I'm like, oh my God, what the hell is that? And <laughs> I, and I thought I was like, this must be like a mini boss or something down there. Cause mm-hmm. it was, um, it was right by the Hebra, um, maze where I found my first frocks. And like, again, that kind of similar area and, and Colgara is also somewhere around there. Yes. So yeah. I was like. Maybe this is another boss, like a Colgara boss I haven't stumbled across yet. I don't know. Um, it didn't turn out to be the case. So it, it actually, and I was like, this was fairly early in the game. So I was like, no, I'm not doing this right now. So I actually didn't fight my first frocks until uh, like like a good a good 60 hours in this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, came back down and uh, they weren't as tough as I was thinking. 
but uh, a nice little nice little boss, I will say. Um, I I do think that they're an improvement over Hinoxes just in terms of the difficulty. And I maybe maybe you weren't. Uh, I mean, you're a pro. I'm a I'm a novice. But like, I was uh, I was having a hard time hitting that bugger in the eye because uh, yeah. he's, he's he moves a lot. He's very you know. He's very erratic the way that he moves, and then he tries to eat you if you get too close. And then the homing uh, arrows don't really work either. So really, what you have to do is like get up in the air, slow yourself down, and, and shoot him, or just mm-hmm. be really good with aiming, which I'm mm-hmm. not. So I, I will say that this one I thought was a little bit more challenging than a Hinox, uh, but yeah, it's like a fun, fun boss. It was uh, pretty fun too. I I think I I think a lot of people have similar ways of how they came across a fox because you're just kind of exploring the depths. And for me, it was dark, and I didn't really have a lot of light roots going out. I had the glow potion, so I was using that to light my way. But I I just see this like I don't know blob slowly moving in the distance, and I was yeah. like, uh no. And so I turned around and didn't know what it was, but I happened to um in the akala region there's a chasm and i dived into that chasm straight down into an obsidian frog yeah (laughs) that's when i wound up fighting and um i love it's a mix of a hinox and a talus you have to shoot it in the eye um and then get up on its back and wail on the rocks but there's also like you can also throw a bomb into his mouth when he's trying to eat you and so that'll knock him out. It's just not as much of a knockout as when you hit him in the eye. So You know, I he's... tried to fire an arrow with a bomb on it, and that didn't do anything. So you must literally have to throw the bomb. You, yeah, you have yeah. to, like, throw it into his mouth so that he eats it and blows up. Just like a, a Dodongo would. Yeah. Right? So, so yeah, it is a fun boss fight. I do kind of get over it, kind of like you do with a Hinox or a Lionel. When you fight yeah. a few, you get over it pretty quickly. But I thought it was a good addition, especially down in the depths when it's dark and creepy and you're just like, what is that blob over there? <laughs> like, it, it feels right that the depths has like enemies that are unique and can only yes. be found there. Yeah, um, I love that. Mm-hmm. But I, I would agree. I, I say this one, I would lump in very quickly in terms of like, like I would lump it in the same category as like a Hinox or a Talus or something like that. Like mm-hmm. kind of obviously bigger than your, your average overworld enemy, but nothing like nothing like the next two that we'll talk about, put it that way. Um, and I guess let's move on to the Flux Construct 3, which is, I, I think, the uh, the most powerful version of this Flux Construct here. I thought this is actually, like, super awesome. Like, very mm-hmm. fun. Um, I think it's more fun than, like, than Hinoxes or Froxes or Taluses, anything like that. Just because, like, first of all, I think it looks just, like, very cool. Especially, like, mm-hmm. when you see it and it's, like... In its little, uh, in its little like pyramid almost, and it's just like this evil eye scanning around everywhere. I think yep. that's very cool. But um, I th- yeah, I just think that's like once you actually start fighting this, like first of all, I, I think that the attacks are like super fun because he has his his blocky form. He turns into the the square and he's rolling around. He's trying to cube you to death. And then in the final phase, when he's up in the sky and like you can use recall to to ride back up and get there. Yeah, I just think it's like very fun. But I what sells it for me. It's just like when he's in any form, basically, you could just like start grabbing the pieces and pulling them off. And, and you know, eventually you could get the right piece and you shake and shake and shake and shake. And finally he breaks and let's just like, yes. Um, but yeah, I, I just like this guy is a lot of fun. I think that there's like a lot of uh, a lot of good things that you can do with this boss. 
Turn two, I think, uh, again, it's kind of one of those overworld bosses where you fight them a lot, so you kind of get over them. But, like, initially, yeah. I was like, these are really cool. I love that there's a singular block that appears to be the brain of the operation that you want to hit, weak spot, you know. Um, and then, yeah, it has different phases, different patterns, which are fun. And then it also drops, like, a lot of stuff, like a lot of mm -hmm. Zonai material. It drops a really cool, like, weapon attachment that looks like, you know, um, Don't hear like an embarrassing story. Grill. Huh? You want to hear an embarrassing story? Oh, God, what? <laughs> okay, so the first time that I beat a Flux Construct, I don't even know if it was a two or a three, but I beat one, and I'm doing a shrine quest uh, on one of the Sky Islands. Yeah. And it, 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 it drops that three-cylinder gear spinning thing. Yeah. And I was like, what? what is this for? Like, what? what is this? Like, what is this for? So I, I carried it over with the crystal to the shrine, and I was like, I could not figure out what to do with it. And I was like, is this a key? Like, do I build something with this? And like... I, so I was just like left it and then I was like oh my god Andy idiot you idiot <laughs> and this is you know you know when we first started and I was like yeah I'm not really using fuse that much mm -hmm. this is right in that time and I was like you fool this is like a, a fusible weapon like ugh. yeah yeah so, it's yeah. pretty cool I love attaching it to like a zonai sword is pretty cool looking yeah very yeah. cool looking like the spinny gears mm-hmm yeah yeah, um, it's a fun. Yeah, it's a fun boss uh, fight, overworld boss fight. But I get, like I said, sometimes when you have to fight him over and over again, you get a little sick of it. I mean, yeah, I I agree. I think like like I I have no interest in fighting Hinoxes in this game or Stallnoxes. It's just like I I don't really want to. Uh, did it with Lionels. I'm like I I've done way too many of these. Uh, but these even like Froxes, I was like, okay, like I beat the Obsidian. Not really interested in fighting the light blue one or whatever it is. These guys, I'm just like, okay, like, let's do it. Like, we can, we can throw down if you want. Yeah. But. Yeah, they're fine. That is nothing compared to this next boss, which I love. I love. Mm -hmm. And of course, I'm talking about Gleok. Do you know what the first Gleok that I actually defeated was? Which one? Gloom covered King Gleok in the depths in Gleok's lair, or Gleok's <laughs> den. You know what? I think that's actually my brother, Andy. That was his first Gleok, too. I tried. I tried to fight Fire Gleok on Hyrule Bridge, and mm -hmm. I was like decimated in in a matter of seconds. Like, and so I was like, "This is pretty early." So I was like, "Okay, I'm not ready." It's fine. <laughs> Later in the game, I'm like, "That looks like there's some kind of island over Eventide Island." I wonder. I bet you I can get yep. to there. And I constructed this plane, and I went way up in the sky. I used like three batteries. It took me forever to get there. And, but I, I eventually got there. I, I was like, I'm putting a marker down right now so I can travel back. And I was like, cool, what's on this island? And I look up and I was like, oh God. And I was, again, just like completely eviscerated within like seconds. And I was like, we were talking on the podcast and you were like, yeah, oh yeah, I'm beating Gleox, I'm beating things. And I was like, this thing's making a fool of me. So it's time to do something about this. And I was like, but I don't want to fight the King Gleok. Maybe I'll Maybe I'll do a regular one. And at the same time, I was in the depths, and so I was I was just, like, exploring, and then I got to the, the Gleok lair, and I was like, you know what? There would never be a better time than right now. This is the hardest one in the game. Let's just do it. And it was hard. It was yes. hard. But, man, that was a good feeling, beating that guy. Whew. It is a really good feeling. Um, The one above Eventide was the first King Gleok that I fought, and I actually think that's the last point I died in the game. I died quite a few times. To King Leoc because it's just there's so much happening and there's yeah. so many elements that you have to be careful for and there's just it, oh my god it was just it was 
it's just like how you like it with a boss battle where it's just chaos, you know? Yeah. And then I finally figured out ways that I could do it a little bit quicker, be a little bit quicker than he was, you know, because they're quick and they hit hard. So um, I finally kind of figured out my, my jam and I did it. And I was like, yes, I finally did it. I have not faced that one down in the depths yet, but I have done the two in the sky. Um, so this is this is what I did. For the one in the... I actually I actually fought a Gleok like half an hour before we started the show. The one in the Coliseum. Oh, and I cannot find the cave in the Coliseum. If you know where it is, oh, Al, you better I message do. me after the show. <laughs> yeah. I, I ask Allison for a lot of help on this on this game, <laughs> for all those wondering. Um, so I was I was down in the depths, and I, I was I was having a hard time the first time, but like it, it kind of... Something cracked the code for me, and I was just like, you know what I need? Like, I need something on my arrows that's going to take these guys out. And I was like... I have like a thousand of these Gibdo bones and they're super high fuse power, but they're no good on swords because they break right away. Attaching those to arrows and like all you need to do is like get your bullet time going and like one, two, three, hit them. And and that was enough to take down the, the King Gleok. And like nice. for the first 75% of that fight, I was like, this is going to be easy. Like whatever. Mm-hmm. And, but man, the last, it goes up in this- <laughs> the last little bit. Oh my God. That, especially, oh particularly the King Gleox, like, yes. because then you got, like, so what you're supposed to do, I don't even know what you do on the fire ones, but on, on the ice ones, you can just recall the ice things that go up into the sky, you can ride them back up, get to the king, that's great, um, and he flies forever up in the air, too, there's, like, a shroud of clouds, uh, for the lightning ones, there's, like, the, the wind gusts that you can ride up, I can't remember what the fire one has, the giant like fire meteorite and then it just lights stuff on fire on the ground so you're able to fly up i see so yeah i like all of those separately are well enough like you could dodge them but i was having a hell of a time with like the lightning particularly i felt like i was just getting like just smoked by lightning every time that i was trying to ride up a glacier and like it was hard like getting this getting back up into the sky to get this guy um so, like, I, I thought that the fight was actually fantastic. It was, like, it's challenging, which is great. It feels like such an accomplishment when you beat the King Gleok, wherever mm-hmm. it is. Um, the, and, like, getting that final shot, God, it, it was, like, it just it felt, like, so... It, it was tough, but it felt, like, so rewarding when you finally got there. And then, like, the actual, the coolest thing is, like, the coup de grace is the, the Gleok falls, and that, like, most yeah. of the damage is done there. So right. it's just, like... It's it's awesome. It's this is a wicked fight. I do wish that there was like Aquamentis and that there was some other. Mm-hmm. But I hope that they come in DLC. That would be amazing. That would be super cool. Yeah, this is definitely like one of those epic. This is like a the dungeon boss fight level, and I'm glad that there's a couple of yeah. them and you see them in the overworld. And it's just like it's so epic and like just hectic and crazy and. Even when you're shooting arrows directly at their heads, they've got these wind, like these little plumes of wind coming out, so they deflect your arrows, and so you really, you really have to try hard instead of just cheesing the heck. But I've seen so many like cool videos of people just doing the most epic things with Lionels and Gliox, or Gliox, Gliox, um, where they just do all these like amazing, incredible like boosting with a with a rocket and then like slamming into these gleox and they fall down and as they're falling these guys come down on weapons and wailing it's just so cool what people can do with these like yeah. bosses in this game so it makes it even more cool that you can do it any way you want um yeah i i think that like this is an overworld boss but like it, it feels special and like every yeah. gleox feels special and i yes, think that's does. because they're like so like they're rare like i think there's yeah. only like 
I think there's four King Gleoks in the game and maybe like 10 regular Gleoks. I could be mistaken with that number, but just spitballing that out there. It feels like when you see it, it's like a big deal. Yeah. Um, and, but, and I would also say that like Lynels feel like a little bit more of a big deal to me in this game as well. Because mm-hmm. I feel like they're kind of fewer and far in between. Um, they're spread out a little bit more. And they are, like, in the depths. They start to have, like, this armor now. Oh. And it's, they just they look really freaky down in the depths. Let me just say that. Dude, I, I got caught in the... I think it's the floating coliseum where you have, like, like swarms of oh, Lynels coming Lionels? out. Yeah. Oh. I waited until the end to do that one. <laughs> I, I, I started... I did, like, half them. And I was like... No, I'm not ready for this. Those ancient blades, my friend, for that. I wanted to loot them, so I fought them, but uh, the ancient blades take them out. I uh, I did get some ancient blades and uh, maybe turned one into three and then three into nine, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, yes, yes. Here's a thought that I saw the other day, because it really just grinds my gears that they don't tell us what the heck they did with all the Sheikah stuff. Somebody mentioned that Maybe they repurposed it all. They broke it all down and repurposed it to create, like, Lookout Landing and the tower, the Skyview Towers and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, that's a good idea. I just wish they would tell us. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I guess. But, like... Because if you think of the towers, they have the, the guardian arms that come out of them. So, like, what if they took out all the guardians and they put them in the towers? Yeah. I You know, like, a simple line of text, like, hey... We are dismantling all these guardians, and we're dismantling the divine beasts because we can't let them be corrupted again. Yeah, exactly. Would have gone a long way, mm-hmm. but like, where where's Va Meadow? Like, what, like yeah, what you should be able to build a lot of stuff if you're deconstructing that. And anyway, I digress. That's for later. Um, yep. Let's get to the last boss of the game, and I'm gonna say it one more time: there is a ginormous spoiler warning. We're talking about the last boss of the game, and we're gonna talk mostly about the fight. But there is some story elements here to be had as well. So if mm-hmm. you have not defeated the Demon King, turn back. Okay, let's talk about this Ganondorf fight. Hey. I thought I thought it was really good. I thought it was really good. But I don't know if I loved it as much as you did. Okay. I feel like I lost my ever-loving marbles fighting Ganondorf. All phases. Doesn't matter. All okay. phases were fantastic. Okay. <laughs> Um, I'm like, do, where do we start? Do we start with, like, the Horde? Because I feel like the Horde... Oh, let's start with the Horde, re- yeah. Okay. Reaching that that was great. Yeah, the the Horde part was really cool, because it made me feel like... Like, even getting down to him made me feel kind of like the the build-up was similar to the Skyward Sword oh, build-up. Oh, man. That, getting down was was incredible. It wasn't quite a yeah. dungeon like we talked about last week, mm-hmm. but it, it felt close enough. And it was tough. It was tough. Mm-hmm. Lots of silvers down there. Oh, man. Or whites or whatever they're called. Um, And it's just, and the music too keeps building just yeah. like as it should in a Zelda game. And it's starting to get to that, that uh, like that disjointed music that I associate with Corpse Ganon. And there's some story stuff in there too that I won't get into, but it's just like, it's so like, oh my God, the buildup was so good. It was so like coming up on a roller coaster and I was ready for the drop. I did. So I did think horde. that it was like, I, I kind of lost it when we got to like, the same room that you get to in the beginning yes, and you see yeah. the rest of the murals. I was just like, Ooh. yep. Yep. That's story stuff though. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll get back to that. I, I thought, I thought that was great. It was intense. It did remind me of Skyward Sword actually, when you're fighting yes. everybody on the way to demise. And, mm-hmm. um, I, I, they had me to be honest for a second. I thought that they were legitimately going to make us fight all four bosses at the same time. I, oh, Cause yeah. I was like, are they going to do this? Like, I don't think it's impossible. I was like, bring it on 
And then, yeah. uh, and then your pal, when your pals show up, oh man, I was just like, yes, like, this is awesome. It was, I this did, was a yeah. great moment. It was a great moment. It was, and I actually thought of you when we were, when that moment happened, because one, it's very similar to Breath of the Wild, how your friends come in the end to help you with your battle with Calamity Ganon. Well, they show up to help you with the Horde. It's so and much better than that, we were talk- It is. It's ten times better, yes. But we were talking about how when we got to the end, we wanted them to be the corporeal yeah. real beings. And so I thought of that when they show up, and it's really them, and they're there to yeah. help you, and it's incredible. It's it so was- good. It was great. Me, Sam was watching me play. And we're just like, we're sitting there and just like cheering as if we're watching Lord of the Rings. And it was like, yep. when those guys showed up, it was just like, yeah, like <laughs> Tulin. Yes. Uh, incredible. It was an incredible moment. So that, that horror part was awesome. And then you get to, to Ganon himself. Mm-hmm. And this was the first phase. And, and I want to say one thing about this fight. Thank God that they, that, you know, Nintendo was just like, all right. Enough with the silliness of the Master Sword running out of power. You could just use the Master Sword in this fight. Yes. Oh, I was worried that it was going to break. Uh, me too. But yeah. it, thank God they were just like, no, no, no. This is Ganondorf. Because, like, I have more powerful weapons than the Master Sword. But it's like, come on. you got to use the Master yeah. Sword fighting Ganondorf. Mm-hmm. you got to. So yes. I, I was like, thank you. Thank you for, like, allowing the Master Sword to not lose its energy in all places at all times. Mm-hmm. So that that's yeah. a positive. Yeah. yeah this, first fu- this first phase... Definitely like a slower, you know, you're you're easing into it kind of phase. It's very slow. It's very methodical. It's very like, I would say that that it's not a complaint, but it's it's an observation I have about that. actually the entire Ganondorf fight is it's very slow paced and it's very, mm-hmm. it's like a chess game almost where like you you have to counter rather than just kind of go in and fl- like with the the kind of style that I like where it's just like, there's tons of enemies and like tons of action mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And like, so it was, it was a little bit of a slower, you know, more, I don't know. It wasn't low key by any means, but like methodical, I guess that's a word. It was a little yeah. bit more of that. Yeah. I, and I agree with that. And maybe that's the type of boss fights that I like, not like slower, but definitely where you're like, there's a method to the madness yeah. versus just having madness. And so um, like, first of all, here's some spoiler warning, but like you get there and he's still a corpse. And I was just like, dang, he's been down here a corpse this whole time. Like what's going on? But then he turns back into himself. He uses his power and turns. And I was like, I was like, I am ready. Like, yep. He's so imposing. He's massive. This just burly green samurai dude. God, he is so scary. And I love him. Dude, and like, oh, I got to say, he has one line in there and he's like, don't look away. And it was yeah. like, <laughs> oh, I actually have a theory. So I was talking to Catherine about this. But yeah, when he says that, he looks down at his sword. It looks like he's looking down at his sword. But I kind of get the feeling that he's looking at me, the player. Like, don't look away. You're watching the, the revival of a king. That was, that was so good. I was just like, it was, I was like, it's like, don't look away from your death. I was like, yeah. oh my God, he this says guy. He a couple things actually during this fight that I'm just like, Dang, dude! Like this is so dark. Yeah, he, he but he goes love pretty it. hardcore in this way. Yeah. yeah. And um, there's um, the thing that I wanted to bring up about the music is that it's so disjointed until he becomes full again, and then the full choir of his theme hits. And I feel like it's disjointed because he's been like sealed and like his right. power. And then like when he gets his power back, it's like boom. You know, like the music is so just like intense and it's full again. And I think that is so cool. And I'm excited to see what Doom has to say about that. 
Oh, I'm sure he'll lose his mind. Um, yeah. I, I, this is more the second part of the fight. Like the, let me, the, the second phase of this Ganondorf fight where like, I, I thought that the music was just a little bit like too quiet almost. Like it wasn't like as bombastic as I was kind of expecting it to be like, and it fit the fight, but I was just kind of like, okay, like I want like more energy. Like I want more, like this is a final fight. Like, and I think like, when you when you think about the Ganondorf fights in Ocarina of Time, Wind Waker, Twilight Princess, those ones all had like amazing final Ganondorf fights, and this one was it was just a little bit different, I think. Mm-hmm. And so maybe I need to hear it again a little bit more to appreciate it. But I was kind of just like, okay, like I, I want like a something that tells me like gets my blood pounding, and my blood was pounding for, for a different reason. Um, yeah, but I I I feel the opposite with you with the music though. I th- I feel like it fit perfectly because it was. There were some parts where I agree it's quiet, but it's, like, a calculated quiet. Like, it really just, like, gets under your skin. Like, okay, I'm kind of, like, the sky is really scary kind of feeling. And you hear elements of Breath of the Wild in it. You hear elements of Calamity Ganon in it. I feel like it's very similar, actually, to Twilight Princess Ganondorf music. Um, And Uh. his his initial theme, too. There's there's parts where I feel like it sounds very similar to Twilight Princess. So... Maybe, yeah, definitely do it again and try to focus on the music because I feel like it fits really well and I loved it. Um, so, I yeah, I'll definitely give it again, but I do... So I had... Those are some critiques that I had about this fight, but I want to give out a, a compliment. It's something that this fight did that was, I think, incredibly smart because, at, you know, at this point... I've done every shrine. I've got the the maximum amount of hearts that you could possibly mm-hmm. get. I have like a, a thousand oh, recipes for food. Yeah. I, I like I I have zero concern that I am going to lose to Ganondorf. None. Mm-hmm. But you start this fight, and um, one thing that this game and this in this fight in particular does is it doesn't allow you to heal. You every hit you take, you lose hearts permanently mm-hmm. from from gloom. And, mm-hmm. and I thought that was so smart because I was fighting yes. him and I was on the edge of my seat. I was like, my heart was pounding. I had like four hearts left, like four <laughs> hearts left. And I was like, well, I can't heal because I'm technically at full health. But like, and that just, and I had, you know, you I could have taken some, some tonics or whatever to like slowly get more hearts. But I was like, I don't want to. This is like. This is what I, this is like intense. This is a fight. This is like, I could die. I felt like that added a lot to the fight, actually. I agree. Yeah, when I started to realize that the hearts were being taken away permanently, not like just, oh, I could just eat some of the the yeah lion and get them back. It was permanent. I was like, oh, crap. Like, yeah, that definitely added a level to it. Um, there's a couple other things that he does in this fight where I just felt like so leveled with him as Link. So he does the perfect dodge. Oh my God. Shad and I like screamed at our TVs. Oh man. But he did that. So incredible. Like, oh my God. It was so cool. And the only thing that would have made it better is if he flurry rushed on top of it. He doesn't. He, he attacks you, but I would have loved a flurry rush where you can't dodge because you're like, Ooh, I effed up because I missed. When you he, know? when so I flurry rushed him and I was like, ha yeah. eat it, Ganondorf. Yeah. And he backflipped and I was like, what? Like, oh my God, you're going to be kidding me. I worked so, so hard for that flurry rush. Man, I was, oh so my good. God. We were sitting on the couch just like, oh my, I can't believe it. So that was awesome. That was incredible, actually. Yeah. Most and of his then, attacks, I feel like, kind of easy to avoid, though. I will say that up until you get to yeah. that point where he starts flurry rushing you. 
Yes. And then in the second phase, the gloom shots that he takes, those were so punishing until I figured out that you could dead man volley them back. Oh my god. That of course you the can. Whole thing. Cuz like I at first I was just like, "Oh, just dodge and run away like a little coward and then come at him from a different angle." That's and what then I, did. I like and then I was like swinging wildly like, "Oh my god, he's going to get me." And I it retracted back to him and I was like, Oh my god, okay, this changes the whole thing. And he sends like that big circle at you, and you could spin attack oh and send them all god. back. So good. Alice said, Of course you could do that. That makes total sense. Why don't I think of that? Oh my lord. I'm, I'm, yes. I'm gonna go refight him again, because that that seems like it's so, so obvious. Yeah, so right? that's what I was thinking until I accidentally did it. So when this guy started flurry rushing me and uh, and dodging my flurry rushes, I was just like Okay, there, there is obviously no point in me waiting for him to attack me and try to dodge to Flurry Rush. So I was like, I'm mm -hmm. not doing that anymore because, like I said, I'm terrible at the timing. So, like, I could barely do it at all. So I was like, you know what I'm just going to do? I'm going to run up and I'm just going to slash him. I know he's going to dodge. And I know he's going to come at me. And I better have my Flurry Rushes right. And so mm -hmm. Sam and I are watching. And I can't Flurry Rush at all. I'm, I'm terrible. I'm, I'm getting my ass beat down by his Gloom Sword. He's like, he's all of his little blobs are hitting me. And I'm like, God, I've got like six hearts left at this point, And he's got like half health, half health. And he's got his mm -hmm. little Ganon guys or whatever. That, which is a great moment, by the way. Because he, he spawns out some other Phantom Ganondorfs. They're not as cool, I don't think, as the, the Phantom Ganon Phantom fighting in Hyrule Ganon. Castle. But yeah. you, got your, you got your guys there. They're helping you. And eventually Ganon's like, you know what? I'm sick of these new champions. And he does this big move and he he gets them all to the side and he's like, take that. We're we're gonna fight one on one. And it's like, okay, this is on. And then uh and the man, like, I was like, okay, I, I cannot flurry rush at all. He's got half health. I need to start doing something here. I am gonna lose. And like it was it was magical. I started I actually started playing like a real player and I was like flurry rushing his flurry rushes and it was it, mm -hmm. it was a great fight. You know, I, so I know that I know that I said that uh, it was it was a really good fight, and I was disappointed by some things in it, like the music. But overall, like this is a great Ganondorf fight. This is great, yeah, especially when you consider how much of a like how underwhelming Calamity Ganon and Darkness oh Ganon were God. in Breath of the Wild. I feel like Nintendo really listened and were like, "Yeah, okay, we got you," you know, and they gave a they delivered, and it was, and those were only just the first two phases. Those are even before like like some really. Uh, like consequences from the story actually start to happen and yeah. even before that point i didn't know what was going to happen and i wanted zelda to be a part of this fight in some way so i attached a certain piece to my sword so that she was with me the whole time and that made it really epic and cool right but then some then some stuff goes down yeah um so i i would say so just to put a cap on the uh on the uh the actual ganondorf fight um i th i think it was like it was, it was a slow-paced fight. It was very chess-like, right? Mm -hmm. and, and I, think I made it last, too. I made I, I milked I did that because it was yeah. so epic. Um, it, but that last little bit of it was as intense and as, like, heart-pounding a Zelda fight as, as I can remember. Like, mm -hmm. uh, it, it was fantastic. And, like, leagues, leagues better than Calamity Ganon. Like, mm -hmm. so much better that you can, I can't even articulate it. But so you get to the second the second phase, and I was kind of expecting a second phase similar to Dark Beast Ganon in this fight. Yes, because yeah. like there's so much of this game that's taking the same formula. Um, so I was like, okay, what do we got in store? Mm -hmm. 
leagues is too small to say. This was like universe is better than Dark Beast Ganon. Like like literal universes. Like in, in Dark Beast Ganon was so underwhelming and disappointing and blah because you're just fighting a big pig on a field and, and somewhere mm-hmm. in Hyrule. This next part. It was, it was kind of like the same idea. It was like a cinematic battle. I don't think that yeah. you could have lo- lost. I don't think no. so. But this was awesome. This was so much fun. And of course, I'm talking I about just, the dragon again, fight. Spoiler. Yeah, spoiler, yeah. spoiler, spoiler. The dragon, demon dragon, I think it's called. This was, this was awesome. I swear to God, when he ripped that thing off his head, I knew what was going to happen. I knew. And I still screamed when he did it. I like was I like, was just like... I was like, this crazy some bitch is about to eat that stone. And then he swallowed it, and I was like, Sam, he's gonna turn into a dragon. And he did. And I was like, yes. oh my god. And I as I, soon as as soon as that happened, I also knew where we were going. Cause I was like, Yes. yes. And like and when you see the light dragon barreling towards the demon dragon at like mock speed, it's just like mm. Yes. It's on. Um there was a there was a point where my brother my brother was with me too just like Sam was with you and I was telling him I really wanted the le- the light dragon to like bomb him in some way mm. kind of like the the champions did in Breath of the Wild and so that's what that's what I was thinking was going to happen but this was so much better this was so cool and it was cool just, it was so cool riding riding the light dragon up and like just it, it was cool. I did like it. It was similar to to Dark Beast Ganon, like yes, very, very easy similar. points that mm-hmm. you can hit or whatever. But even the act, like the dragons aside, even like it was just way cooler. Like dive bombing through all the different, uh, like what what does he shoot? He shoots like the little like dark, bloom attacks. Yeah, yeah, whatever it is, you can like dive bomb through them and land and like smish smash smosh and and you're back up in the air and you're riding Zell. It, it was awesome. It was great. Yes, it was. So, like, it was cinematic, it was epic, it was just, like, the perfect, like, fantasy fight. I can't wait to talk about, like, the story spoiler episode because I have a lot of feelings about the ending and the beginning and the Mm. title and you know exactly what I'm talking about. So I can't wait to talk about that. But this was, like, such an incredible end to, like, the boss fight itself leading up to the end of the story as well is just, like, probably the best I've seen in Zelda in a long time. Like, if not yeah. ever. It was, uh, I, I kind of always maintained that I'm doing it again. My favorite ending sequence in terms of bosses is Twilight Princess, where when mm-hmm. you fight Beast Ganon and possess Zelda, and then you have the horseback fight, and then you have the sword fight. Like, it just, that was so awesome. Um, this was pretty, pretty dang close to that, and, mm-hmm. and pretty close to, like, Ocarina of Time as well. Like, yeah. this was... This this made up for Breath of the Wild with that ending being so bad because I, mm-hmm. I think it was I think Breath of the Wild's ending was was like really bad and yes. like there like I said I I had some critiques about the music I had some critiques about like the slower pace but th- I mean when you weigh that in versus what came before like this this Ganondorf fight well like my heart was pounding it was awesome the gloom really added to the drama of it just like mm-hmm. these two dragons and like i i love that too and this is more so venturing in a story than than the actual fight but like i think a lot of people playing breath of the wild were like really captivated by those dragons in the sky mm-hmm. and i think it was very cool that nintendo like weaved that into the story of this game and into this final boss fight just uh i i don't think anybody would be disappointed 
with this fight. Like, a, a lot of people were very underwhelmed with Dark Beast Ganon. And I think that even if the fight itself isn't anything to necessarily write home about, the setting and the scope, like, I don't think anybody could be disappointed with, with this boss fight. No. And I love that. Also, when you when you go back to the music, I love how it's very similar to, like, Girahim's music, where the more Ganondorf becomes unhinged, the more bombastic his music gets. Now, it's not, like, entirely loud and crazy, but you can hear, like, like you're talking about the chess there's like chess to the music too, where the it, you could tell that Gandorf is slipping to the point where he eats that crystal, because that's just the most you know crazy thing one could do, just just mm-hmm. to get that power. He was literally giving himself up. He's like, I don't care, I just want power that much that he was willing to do that. And so, like, I love how unhinged it gets. But when you fight him, the the music changes. And again, I'm not like musically inclined, but I feel like the music epitomized Zelda, Ganondorf, and Link fighting each other. Like, it wasn't, like, the most epic-sounding thing, but you could hear elements of all three of them in it that made it incredible. Um, It was very cool. You could could also hear the, uh, as he, as the dragon was defeated, you could hear, like, the Breath of the Wild theme in there, too. And, like, it it, it was great. Um, Mm -hmm. It was, it was a great final, final sequence, like, no doubt. So, so yeah, we're, we'll, we'll rank all these fights once we've had a little bit more time to digest. Maybe we've got a, a DLC boss in there uh, at some point. But, uh, yeah, I, I think that, you know, it's, it, was a, it was a hell of a final sequence. It really was. Yes. Um, a very solid, uh, like, you know, lineup, too, for the whole game, to be honest. Yeah, so I, I thought that the bosses in this game were, like, much more even than Breath of the Wild. Um, and, and, like, really, like... You know, I, I think Mukturok aside, like, there wasn't really any stinkers, I don't think. Like, they were mm-hmm. all solid, if not spectacular. Exceptional. Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, there we go. Well, that's that's all the bosses. We uh, we ran long, but I, I, I'm glad that we did because I, lo- I had a good time talking about them. I can't mm-hmm. remember what we got on tap for next week. Somebody made a schedule for us, but I, I'm kind of itching to talk a little story. So, I think so too. I think I, I think I feel like I've waited long enough. I have so many things I want to say about it. What what if we do this, Al? We could talk about this off air. But my thoughts, because like, there's no way that we could do one episode full of mm-hmm. like everything. What if we focus on the dragon tears specifically next week, and then maybe okay. the the actual like story start to finish. Okay. After. Yeah, I like we it. Could, we could do that. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, let us know what you think about the bosses of tears of the kingdom and if you uh if you're as down with them as we were and um particularly i want to know what you think about that final final ganondorf boss sequence i would love to know make sure that you use spoilers of course when you're when you're talking about it we don't want to we don't want to ruin it for anybody that hasn't beat the game and i think there's a lot of people out there that still have not so just be cautious when you're when you're talking about them use spoiler tags everything like that but i we definitely want to know what you think let us know over on discord uh let us know over on twitter we are at the ZeldaCast. I am at Spateri316. Al is at Allison Aletha. And uh, we would love if you could keep those five-star reviews coming. That was uh, it was amazing to see all this come in. We appreciate all of them. I wish I could read them all to you guys. Um, I know I've been kind of saying this, but I think next week. I think next week is the day. Next week we're going to have an announcement of some cool stuff okay. that we got going on. So yeah. uh, if it's not next week, it'll definitely be the week after. But before this, <laughs> hey, before this month is out, we're going to have a cool announcement for you. So hang tight. <laughs> but probably next week. Um, so yeah, check us out, uh, check us out wherever you get your podcast. like and subscribe, recommend us to that Zelda fan in your life, tell them where they can get their weekly Zelda fix, that 
my friends, is all that we have for this week. But we will see everybody back here next week talking Dragon Tears. I am excited for that. Until then, everybody. I am. Yeah. Bye. Bye.